Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Crack Brain Podcast. Uh, before we get into this week's episode, uh, a couple of things really quickly. Uh, first, as far as if you have been trying to go and see me Twitch, or I'm or sorry, stream over on Twitch, uh, sorry for the technical difficulties that's going on. Uh, I'm still just learning how to go and do everything. Everything's kind of going off of my Xbox at the moment, so I don't have a really good pc setup to be able to run most games so um like i said sorry for all that uh odds are i'm gonna try to change things up because the way i did my borderlands stream last thursday worked out really really well and every other one i've tried to do just hasn't so i'll keep on working at it uh see how that goes but um yeah if you do want to be able to go and catch those streams uh, just follow Cracked Brain Cost Pod over on Twitch and you will see them there. Love to go and see you guys there. Also, if you have questions and things, I will be I'll be kind of answering more questions there that I'm that you know might not really be able to get to otherwise. So uh, like I said, hopefully you guys really like that. I'm planning on doing a lot more of it and uh, and yeah, it should be pretty fun. Um, and there's the train. Okay. <laughs> um Outside of that, I really encourage everyone go and check out uh, the Cracked Brain YouTube channel, uh, especially, I believe it's this week, um, we're going to be showing a video that we had done just this last weekend where we all decided to go over to a park, a local parkour gym and have a bit of fun. So you'll see myself, Brandon, Candace, Tyler, uh, Carly, and our good friend Cord uh, all just sort of having fun and, you know, and just being complete idiots so uh again i believe that's this I, I believe it's coming out on this thursday but i might be wrong i don't know we'll, we'll go and we'll figure that out but uh but yeah i i hope you guys enjoy that please subscribe to the channel we've got so many things planned for the near future and i want to be able to share that with as many of you as possible Oh, and uh, I believe that's about it for now. We've got a couple things being worked on, but uh, but not ready to announce those yet. Um, so yeah, at least with this episode, I want to thank Andy Danger for coming on the podcast. We had an amazing time uh, just being able to talk Mass Effect, motorcycles, cons, Dragon Con, you know, some of the different methods she's been able to utilize. I mean, just such such a fun episode that uh, I really hope that she comes back on. I definitely encourage everyone out there, go and check out her uh, her website, uh, dangercosplay.com. Go and check out all the things that she's been doing as far as Instagram and, uh, and Facebook. I mean, she is a one in a million cosplayer that, you know, as much as she has an awesome personality that you guys will definitely be able to see, her skills are, you know, are freaking fantastic so i absolutely love it so without me blabbing any longer let's get into this week's episode with andy danger I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm kind of jealous at the at the burrito thing because uh, I, God, I really wanted some food earlier, but I had to go and get my kids kind of on their way. So, oh, 
Well, when it's seven oh, for oh, you, oh. right? Like I couldn't survive past nine without something to eat. So I had to run out, but yeah, it's like it, it's seven. Usually I don't really worry about eating until like six forty-five or seven, but years and years of like gymnastics and other kinds of sports are, they, they let me not have to worry about my stomach for a while. So, uh, I'll manage. I'll manage. <laughs> well, good luck um, out there. I hope you survive the podcast. <laughs> if all of a sudden you hear maybe about like five, ten minutes of sheer silence, I might, I may have passed out. And well, we'll, we'll kind of pick it up from there. All right. Well, you'll be, you'll be okay. <laughs> like you, you said, your children will find your body tomorrow. It'll be fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> Knowing them, they would probably come inside. Like, Daddy's taking a nap. Um, this is perfect time for us to go and act like sheer devils. So, yeah, yeah that's I, that's what I would have done. I'm smart kids. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, I figure you know here is as good a point as any to to start the podcast. I mean, we've already kind of been going for at least a minute or so, but um, but yeah, I I want to start out by saying thank you for coming over on the podcast. This. I will say this much. I get in the habit of saying like, I, I really was looking forward to this one, but I'm, I always look forward to almost everyone. This one. I've like, I, I always try to gauge how long I have to try to follow someone's Instagram account before I can actually say like, okay, you want to be on the podcast? Because I think I've been watching your Instagram feed for ooh, probably about the last like five months. So. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, I, that's really weird <laughs> to me. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, like, it's, like, surreal to, to me. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm that popular at all. Um, I feel like there's a, there's a niche of people that like me, but I, like, I went to Dragon Con last year and a total random strange woman came up and goes, oh my God, are you Danger Cosplay? Can I get a photo with you? And I was like, what is this? <laughs> What's happening? Right. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's still, Good. I'm definitely, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not famous, but I hit a mark that's really weird to me. I'm still not used to it. You, you, you know, you're, you're famous in your own circles, which is usually right where most people want to be anyway. But I mean, it's, it's something where, un, you know, not necessarily unlike other cosplayers, but you know, the, the cosplayers that have kind of like the, this sheer talent that, it, you know, is pretty, pretty easy to, to see and to absorb. It's something where, yeah, those are the people that you do want to talk to. So I'm not surprised that you had, you know, someone running up to you like, I, can I get a picture? Can I get a picture? You know, <laughs> my friends think I'm cool. So there's that, but yeah, I don't know. Um, it's really weird. Like we were kind of talking a little bit earlier, I think before the podcast about, you know, popularity and the community and getting to know people. And I really haven't figured that out yet. Um, and that's something I'd like to get better at, but you know, I'll, I'll spend a couple of weeks on a costume, just sewing something and throwing it together and it'll get huge. And then I'll go and I'll spend six months and thousands of dollars on something that I'm really passionate about and it'll get a couple hundred likes. So it's just, I haven't really <laughs> figured out how that works yet. It, it it really is that 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 double edged sword, which is you know you're you work on something you're super passionate about it and you want people to be able to see it, and those ones like you were saying like they don't really gain all that much traction. But then all of a sudden you kind of you kind of half do something just in your sleep and everyone's losing their mind. And you know whether it's the popularity of the character itself or just you happen to hit this you know this weird 
this weird like synchronization with pop culture it just sort of i don't know like the, the, it's always kind of weird and fun to see how people respond to every like to every cosplay right and yeah there's a lot of strategy i think that's in that that maybe i don't know anything about just because i'm doing this for fun but um it's interesting to see which of my posts become popular and around the time that that happened like all of my posts this year that blew up were from wonder woman and i think it's because the movie came out so even though you know I posted something two weeks ago, the weekend the movie came out, all of a sudden I got all these new followers. So that's something to think about. And it's kind of something I have to balance. Like I'm not, this isn't my job. I'm just doing this for fun. So I'm going to do what I like to do. But also, you know, I want people to see it and appreciate it. And I want to expand, you know, that part of the community. I want to meet people and I want people to like my stuff. You know, I'm a person. So I want that recognition. So like, I'm, I'm a little salty about it, but I did this character. <laughs> um, well, I specifically because of this one character I did, I did Gwendolyn from this video game called Odin Spear. It was originally a PS2 game and they re-released it like two years ago. So I was like, oh, this is my favorite game when I was in, you know, middle school or high school or whatever. And they're re-releasing it. I'm going to do my favorite character. And I built these like, pneumatic wings um i'm still a little bit deaf in my right ear from puncturing my eardrum from having one of the wings explode while i was trying to test the air pressure (laughs) and so you know smart and um it got like no attention and i had i built these wings that opened up from my hips like they were hip mounted and i've seen other people build wing packs on their back but like i had to fight gravity in two different directions and i was like no one has done this everybody's gonna be so impressed and and nobody cared. So it's just, it's hard to figure out. And I think this year I'm just going to do what I want to do and, you know, F the haters. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's, well, like I, I, I will, I do want to go and definitely talk about that specific cosplay, but one thing that I, I absolutely need to do right now. So, so that way everyone understands who I'm speaking with and this way I don't get, oh. <laughs> I, I don't get what, no, I, it's it's a widely known fact that half the people that come on this podcast don't get even introduced until 30 45 minutes in it's a horrible oh, my bad. no it's a horrible thing that's usually on my end so I, well like i see my name right there it says andy danger that's me but you know podcasts aren't exactly a visual medium yeah, but they could be they could be <laughs> We could have moving pictures and we could call them talkies <laughs> and we could put them in things called theaters. I'm not going to lie. I think I would actually wind up going to so many different theaters, spending like two bucks just to watch my favorite podcasts. So, I mean, yeah, I've been to live taping some podcasts. They're pretty dope. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. It's awesome. I, I, I need to go do it. So thank you. Andy Danger for coming on the podcast, Danger Cosplay. I, Like I said, I, I'm losing my mind right now. I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But uh, kind of going back to that, uh, that, the, that cosplay you were originally talking about, Gwendolyn, you know, that is something where for me, I... Uh, 
I am a gigantic bird nut, so anything that has to deal with birds or wings or anything like that, I instantly gravitate towards. So that was one of the. Ooh, you're gonna like my next project then. <clears throat> okay, sorry, finish your thought, but I got something else <clears throat> this year. I'm gonna look about. I'm so happy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like I, I that was actually what I first kind of like the first post that draw me to you know your work and whatnot, and it was something where I hadn't seen. I've seen people do wings and I've seen people do like back rigs and things like that, but I hadn't seen anyone do anything that was going in the reverse direction. So instantly I was like, Ooh, that's good. Yeah. It, it really sucked. I spent, I kept like an Excel sheet of how much money I spent and I ended up building four different wing rigs before I could find one that was, first of all, not so heavy that gravity didn't make it impossible to open. And then like also just, I ended up not being able to make them open as wide as I wanted because I would literally just tip over and break my neck. But yeah, I spent like 1200 bucks on wings alone and it really sucked. But yeah, it was uh, it was cool. It was I I made this like corset thing that went under the outfit, and that was what the wing rig was actually tied to. And I modeled it after a climbing harness, so it went around my waist, and then it also went around my legs. And um, I just tried to suck in my gut and not have it fall down more than anything, but because I couldn't. And the like the costume too is sleeveless so i couldn't have it wrap around my shoulders at all like normally that's when people they build wing rigs they put them as like yeah. a backpack and they can go over your shoulder but i didn't have that luxury so i just i literally was like well i'm just gonna stuck in my gut and do this corset and make my waist as small as possible so that that will have something to hang on to and that's just what i had to do Dog. But I did it, and I'm proud of it, and I'm the only one, and also you. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it like it's it's definitely something where to take on that that kind of that kind of challenge of doing any sort of either a rig, you know, a rig or anything that's going to be like pneumatics or electronics or anything moving is always something where I I I start gravitating towards because of how you know because of how challenging and how in. Uh, like the ingenuity that's required for it, you know? So it, it's definitely something where I loved seeing it and I can only imagine the way to go. And, okay. So the way that you made those, those work, those were CO2 cartridges, weren't they? Yeah. Um, so I was going into my yes. local uh, Dick's Sporting Goods and getting them refilled all the time to the point where, like, every time I would come in, I had to go to the hunting section to get them refilled. And they all knew me by name because I was in there all the time. I had, like, eight tanks, and I would just fill them all up. And, like, cause, I mean, just testing and testing and testing because I had zero – I had nothing to go from. They, they worked so differently than any other wing – schematic that you would see somebody else put on their back. It was just totally different. So like I had the wings opened up horizontally in the same way and I'm flapping my arms around like an idiot. So just pretend that you can see what I'm doing, <laughs> but the, the wings opened horizontally normally to where there would be, you know, uh, like a cylinder that would push the wings open with air pressure, but to push them up away, like from my body to fight gravity was it sucked so what i ended up doing was i bought these steel plates that i strapped to my leg like all down my leg and then that's where i bolted um the bottom of that articulated you know cylinder that pushed the wings up so if i had to be really careful to not push them up too fast or i literally knock myself off my feet i had to turn the pressure like way down but <laughs> 
Oh. It finally, it worked. It was so great. And um, so I shouldn't embarrass myself, but I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> so I went to the DragonCon Friday night costuming contest with that costume. Checked in at 3 p.m. Didn't actually go on the stage until almost 11 p.m. So I was already dying. Um, and I also had this staff that like was just a pulsing LED like crystal at the end of a staff. And I step up on stage and I guess just maybe it was the heat or whatever. But the second I step up on stage after like eight hours of being totally fine, the crystal no. breaks off my staff. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I just lost the contest. And then it was some people from like Mythbusters reading it out. And they'd been on stage for probably three hours. Like I was near the end of the contest and they had this little paragraph they read about me. They were like, this is Andy Danger, and she made it this way, and she used this materials. And, like, I got very detailed in the paragraph how I made this. And then the guy that was reading it goes, after he reads my entire paragraph detailing how I made it, turns to me and goes, so who made this for you? And he's <laughs> like, you, she, little. It was not a good time. <laughs> So um, I haven't done any contests since. I'm kind of over it. I, I'm I'm so glad that that I, I finally found a kindred spirit in not doing a contest. Not to say that I had any bad experiences in any, but no, I've never. I have had. I have done two, and they were both the worst crap ever. <laughs> I did one at a local bar to prepare myself for that big Dragon Con one, and um, I wore my mm -hmm. Mass Effect armor. So, like, big, like, armor, takes, like, 20 minutes to put on, it's super hot, and it was in, you know, Atlanta in, like, September, so it sucked. And get up there, like, do my spiel on the stage, I'm thinking, you know, I'm a shoe-in, everybody else is wearing, like, Party City costumes, and I'm here in this damn armor. And I lost to a guy that was in basketball shorts and a Princess Leia bikini top made out of paper and yarn. What? I later find out he is the manager's friend. So, again... No contest for me. See, th th those are the times where you wind up having to go. You, you almost have to go to whoever the judges are and go like, "Okay, um, I'm I, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to be mean to you right now, but, but like, very accurately, I'm going to. It's like I I really wish that this gun was real, just so I could go and like kind of knock you right upside the head, just just so you know how much this took me. <laughs> Excuse me, can I speak to the manager? Because I'm at the shitty little bar, and I didn't win this costume contest, and I'm really mad. See? So, yeah, I just didn't ever go back there. And then they closed down. So you know what? It's re retribution. All right, you you still need your yeah. your revenge going back. So we'll, yeah. we'll make like a one time opening just for one night. Do the contest again, and you just you 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 do whatever you need to do. Just alone in my room, just giving myself a prize. It's the least sad thing I can think of in the whole world. Nah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> right. Well, see, just let, just so you know, next time that you wind up doing that, you know, you can always go and call up a short little black guy from Utah. He'll come out over there. I'm as intimidating as all crap, all five, four of me right now. So, you know, well, I'll do what I can. <laughs> Ooh, well... Yeah, I mean, I'll, I have a dog that's half wolf. I can bring her and uh, totally look. Yeah, I have a corgi and a husky gray wolf hybrid. So a very small shetty dog and a very large shetty dog. 
I, 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 okay. I, I, I have a love affair with dogs and especially wolf dogs, especially after being scared. Oh, it, my first introduction to, to an actual, I can't even say wolf dog. It was just a straight up wolf. Um, (laughs) That it was, it was a chilling experience, experience that I now look back fondly. So anytime someone says like, Oh yeah, I've got part wolf. I'm just like, I need to see it. I, I swear to God, I need to see it. Oh my gosh. Okay, tell you what, I'll post um, a photo in my story tonight and you can see my wolf yeah. dog. Um, I've tried, that is the one thing I really like about Instagram stories is I can kind of focus on posting just cosplay and have my little like portfolio on my Instagram. So I'm going to do something personal. I'll throw, I'll throw a picture yeah, of the story. It, it, it's definitely but, something where I've started to kind of do that same thing where it's like if it's a post that needs to go on like either a work in progress or, you know, something that actually not necessarily means something, but just sort of like carries weight. I'll make it an actual post. But if it's just like me being my normal idiotic self, I'll be like, and this is, this is a story thing. Right. Yeah. Nobody wants to see your life, man. Like I just care about, you know, I'm being sarcastic. I care about your life. Nah, nah, trust me. No one should ever have to go and see the, the amount of either waking up at four o'clock in the morning with a flat tire over in your work truck or the times when I wake up and my, my youngest son has decided to poop all inside my bed and I've decided to roll kind of in it. Yeah. Those are things that no one needs to see. Okay. Yeah. Don't post any pictures of poop. Rule number one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. Okay. You're doing good. You'll get there. But, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely something where looking, you know, looking over at the vast majority, you know, of the, of the cosplays that you post and whatnot, one of the things I love the most is that you don't really have like a set theme. Like you're not like, oh, well, I only do anime or I only do games or I only do this. It's like, you kind of go for whatever. And I freaking love that. That's Really funny, because I was literally just having a conversation with a friend of mine um, who uh, just started working for Vulpin Props, my friend Kyle from Cute Monster Cosplay, and we were talking about that, and he was saying the same thing, and I was like, man, but I hate that, because, you know, everybody's gonna go to Kamui for, you know, Warbla, and everybody's gonna do to this person for LEDs, and I'm just Andy, and I just see what I want. Like, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of a double-edged sword, Um, and I did start, I think I've still got in my bio that something about video games because i started wanting to just do video games but then i was like wouldn't it be cool to be sailor moon and then that's, that's well, it's like I, I, I would definitely imagine you know <laughs> someone that is kind of more all around they you know you don't really get typecasted you know and that's something where in in the realm of acting or voice acting gets kind of old after a while because like oh you're known for this one thing you know so if you want to try going out of that people start losing their minds you know so at least you know at least for you it's like no i I feel like doing you know like if if all of a sudden you wanted to go and do like zelda or sheik it's like okay cool i can do that and it would be just as awesome you know or if you do like a a uh uh, I'm, I'm going to venture a guess, but I almost don't, don't correct me if I'm wrong, but if you wanted to do like a hawk girl or something like that, yes, it yes. would just be like, yeah, oh, dang it. Ooh, so close. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I'm okay. So you said you liked birds. I, I forgot. I was going to tell you my next project. I'm literally sitting amongst all my materials right now. And I'm so excited. It's not even going to be until May for MomoCon, but like I've gotten really far with it just because I'm really excited about this project. Sailor Moon, but from the final episode of the original series where she fights Galaxia and has these big ass oh. 
white bird wings. So it's like the sailor serenity dress, like all like pretty and shit. Off. I'm sorry. I'm swearing a whole lot. I didn't do that. Um, oh, trust me. That's fine. <laughs> I, I was just like, I'm sorry. I got excited and I'm just thinking it. I'm not thinking about, you know, the children. But um, anyway, <laughs> big A asterisk asterisk bird wings. Um, I'm going to, so I actually, they're going to be on my back. But I also, um, so I have a little bit more, I can kind of look at some references and do them more properly this time. I also learned my lesson with pneumatics and I'm gonna actually make them mechanically. Um, mechanical, I've kind of been learning a little bit about programming. Um, I did a little bit of welding last year. Uh, I'm sorry, not welding, soldering um, last year for a project. So I'm like a novice at soldering, a novice now at programming. And it's sort of the slow period at work. So my boss gave me permission to learn 3D modeling in my spare time. So I just finished um, the ceiling sword in 3D modeling and I've got a hookup on a 3D printer. So I printed my first little piece yesterday and I was super pumped. Um, nice. So yeah, this year, it's, I think it's gonna be legit, but it's not for until May. I really like, this is kind of a slow time for um, conventions so i'm just like doing it to do it right i think i'm gonna do some like hand beating on the bodice and stuff like i've got time i'm gonna so there you go and go it's a out. you know because it, you're not in any sort of con crunch you know you just like you're saying you get to actually do the details where you want you know and it, it's like you could oh god now <laughs> kind of remembering every single sailor moon episode that i can remember winning love by daylight oh yeah that's my jam oh my <laughs> god i hadn't heard that in years <laughs> and the remake the sailor moon crystal was actually pretty good too that's all on hulu i uh so that's what made me want to do sailor moon is last um like November during Con Crunch, I watched all of that on Hulu while I was working on other stuff. I think I was working on Selfie from da -da -da -da. So I was like, oh, hell yeah. Why aren't I doing a Sailor Moon? Nice. Nice. See, it's uh, it's definitely something where I, I can never say that I was the biggest Sailor Moon fan, but the fact that Sailor Moon came on right before Dragon Ball Z was something yeah. where it's like, okay, well, right Dragon Ball Z. Right? that it's was like, the best. Exactly. It's like, I'm not going to miss this. And there were times when like, it, it always felt weird when I could talk to some of my friends back then about like, okay, I can talk about Dragon Ball Z and not get stuffed into a locker. Everything's great. But then the times when like I would hear small conversations about like, okay, now on this episode, Sailor Neptune, and I'm sitting there like, <laughs> I want to talk to you all, but I, I don't know if I can. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Were you also the secret closet nerd in like middle school? Because that was me. I definitely like did not have any nerdy friends and just like, would draw like Seshobu from Inuyasha in my sketchbook, but not show it to anybody. <laughs> but uh, I, I came out of the nerd closet pretty hard in high school, I became president of my art club, and just. Oh, I'm, I'm jealous. There. I'm so jealous. I, I went from like a somewhat out in the open nerd to all of a sudden, you know, high school started, got my first swirly and was like, oh, I guess that's time to stop. And then did a complete 180. So like I'd go home, watch anime, you know, and, you know, and, and, and start losing my mind. Also joint, like it was weird because I was also on like academic decathlon and, you know, I was in the Japanese club and anime club, but then I was also like on football on putting and stuff like that. So people like had this yeah. somewhat weird view. And then all of a sudden now years later, people are like, Oh my God, you cosplay since I was like nine. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I, I remember. Yeah, for sure. That double life in high school was weird. And I still feel like that. Like, I don't post any of my costume stuff on my personal social media just because, you know, Grandma, I don't want to answer your questions. All right? Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> you know, so it's usually like, it's, it's funny, like I, I have a fairly normal office job and I have um, most of my friends, I, like I have, I have my cosplay friends and then I have my motorcycle friends and they're like very separate and they don't really know a lot about each other. It's really weird, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So that's why like, yeah, like, yeah, but like I, that's why I, I like that I'm getting more involved in Instagram and the social media aspect of it. And I have like, um, a, my best friend is really into cosplay now. And like I was her maid of honor at her wedding last year. So like, I've, I've definitely sort of gravitated more towards that type of, you know, friend group recently. And that's really cool. Like I feel really good about it. I wish I'd kind of done it earlier. Right. Right. Oh my God. See, and, and it's it, now that being nerdy is, it, it is mainstream. It's not weird. You know, if you say like, oh, well, you know, I, I, it's like, I'm a nerd now it's weird. Cause now there's different classifications kind of. So it's like, are you a comic nerd? Or are you like a, it's like, uh, kind of all around, but you know, there's that, but at least it is something where you can talk about things more, you know, at least more readily and more out in the open. Yeah. So that I'm very thankful for. Uh, yeah. I'm, I almost wish I had grown up, you know, now as opposed to X amount of years ago that I'm not willing to disclose. Um, but just, <laughs> yeah, it's just so much more socially acceptable. Um, and yeah, you were saying like you would, you got swirlies. And I remember, you know, just all sorts of terrible things that would happen to you if you were considered to be abnormal when you were younger. And it's different, I think, for girls, but like not in a better way at all. (laughs) So yeah, I I wish I almost like am mad at myself for not standing up for my hobbies earlier. Like I I feel like I could have gotten into this. Like when I see like girls and boys that are 17 years old posting their cosplays on Instagram, I'm like, God, Dang, like I wish I had that kind of confidence, you know, when I was 17. I definitely did it. Right. You know, it's that that's what makes me super excited for the future. You know, it's like, okay, it's not even so much like, oh, I miss my boat. I can't, you know, can't do all this as much as like I cannot wait to see what other people are doing. The fact that like, you know, there isn't as much of an apprehension, you know, not to go and do it. So, you know, they can kind of work on whatever they're doing out in the open, you know, and they're more, they're willing to try different things. Like I, I'm losing my mind. Yeah. And like I, as much as, yeah, I, I wish that I was able to be a little more open before it's, it's like, I'm not mad at it. And it's like, okay, I can at least still enjoy it now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely glad. I, I don't think I'm mad about it. I, I don't know if I would say that, but like, yeah, it's just, it's really wild to think like, oh man, you know, somebody now, if they're my age, they, and they've been doing this since they were 17, you know, you could have been doing that for like almost a decade. Like imagine the experience and the cool stuff that you're going to be doing. Cause I've been doing this for maybe like two and a half, three years. Like I think I market <laughs> by dragon cons. So it's, I live in like on the East coast. So that's my big one for me. So yeah, just, just about three years. Like imagine what I could have been doing if I'd had twice that or three times that, like, it's just exciting, you know? And I think the internet's an amazing resource for that. It really, you can meet people and you realize that you're not so weird. You know, there's a ton of people. If you like this super tiny niche things, if you like cartoons based on ponies marketed towards little girls, but they make your heart feel warm. There's an entire fortune for that. (laughs) (laughs) There is. And one person used to be an avid fan moving on. (laughs) 
I mean, I tried, man. It's on. It's on Netflix. It's, I think I don't get it. But I also I watched the original. You know, like back in the day. So you know, I'm there, there you go. Like I I couldn't get into the original. Could care like I honestly could have. It was not good. It's, it, not. <laughs> it was it was bad, and then it wasn't until my oldest son. We we've never tried to like structure him as far as like you can only watch boy shows. So like he started, you know, he started watching all the these girl shows, and My Little Pony showed up. And I'm, I'm sitting there like this is dumber than dirt. I really could. I, I I don't really care. And then all of a sudden, you know, two days later, my wife comes around. And she's, what are you doing? I'm like, I I, I can't. I can't. I look. All right, we need to talk right now. <laughs> so I, it's been a few years. I am not up to date, but I still. Have it. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't think things have changed much. I think things in Equestria are still going pretty well. <laughs> so uh, you should be fine. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, one thing I one thing I definitely definitely kind of want to draw back to, you know, is the fact that you know at least with with the cosplay that you've been that, that you've done you kind of like have this you know it, it almost like this fearless mentality to it where it's like okay you know you're willing to do the wings so you're willing to go and make things more mechanical you know i see foam i see warbler i see sewing you know it's one of the it's one of the reasons why, like for me, you stand out, you know, among a, diff- a, a vast multitude of people because, you know, like I said, there is that sort of that, like I'm just going to do this because it looks fun, you know, and you're willing to take the challenge. Is, is that like is is that sort of like a goal for you, you know, to kind of to kind of always look for you know the next challenge, or is it just something where it just sort of happened and you didn't really think about it? Uh, I guess it just sort of happened. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I don't really, I guess, choose my cosplay based on the technique and maybe I should, maybe they would be better, but I mostly just go like, Oh man, I love this stuff. I want to be this. I want to make this. I have no idea how to make this. There's the internet. It knows how to make everything. So that's kind of, I guess, what's happened. Um, I mean, there's certain skills I want to get better at. Like, I, um, I'm really proud of myself for teaching myself Blender and 3D modeling. Um, I'm still not any good at it. But, like, <laughs> that's something I want to get better at, you know. Um, so I don't I don't know. I, I mean, do you mean just, like, I, I mean, yeah, if you want to ask me about, like, a specific one, I can maybe give you some more information about my thought process behind it but i don't really i don't really plan i guess <laughs> maybe i should yeah well i mean you know like going going firstly into you know into something like you know your your femme shepherd you know that i i would hope that that oh, is yeah. one of the like, like one of the things that you're more well known for as much as there are I mean, there are a, a somewhat, you know, a, a good variety of different femme shepherds. It's one of those where every single time you see one, you know the work and effort that goes into it, you know. And looking with yours, you know, it's I, I love to be able to to say the word seamless because you know, unlike other you know other people that do like even my own attempts at doing foam they're always like you can see the seams of where i'm trying to go and put everything together you know you just don't really see that you know on on your shepherd so that's one of the reasons why like i i love i love your use of foam right there (laughs) 
Oh, geez. Well, uh, yeah, thank you. I do think that is probably one of my ones I'm more well known for, which to me, again, is like really funny talking about how I can't figure out how social media works, because that's the first costume I ever made. So like, to me, that's an old one. But um, I would actually say that one was easier than most of them, maybe not in terms of the amount of material. Um, I took like, on and off for about six months making that. So it definitely wasn't quick. And I, I remade a lot of pieces like the chess piece, especially I have like four or five of those laying around just until I could get it right. <laughs> but um, because that's such a popular franchise and such a popular costume, there are really clear, you know, builds of it online and blueprints. People have like ripped the video game actual files and like laid them out in 2d. So, I mean, that one literally like I followed maybe three or four different other people that were building it, modified it a little bit to look how I wanted it to look. But there was a lot of, you know, guidance and other examples that I could look towards. So, and I feel like that's also why the final product was so good is, you know, I wasn't going into it alone. So that's kind of like, you know, if, I don't know, that's something to kind of think about, I I guess. Um, I think that one just came out so impressive because I had that guidance. But to me, that also makes it less impressive, I guess, since I really, you know, I drew my own patterns, but I also was looking at like the room for other people's patterns. Well, I mean, even with looking at other people's patterns, you know, there's, there's only so, only so much that, you know, it's doing the cuts, you know, yeah, that, that thing where, you know, to, to go and trace them out, yeah, that might have been done by someone else, but you know, you are the one that's cutting them. You're the one that's, you know, that has to go and do the bevels. You're the one that has to actually apply, you know, the adhesives. And then one of the more crucial parts, you're the one that's painting it, you know, and and whatnot. So there, there definitely is, you know, I, I never, I never really harp on anyone like if you if you happen to use a template that someone else might have designed it's still just difficult because you're still putting in man hours you know sure i mean yeah it's that's really all it took to me was time is just figuring it out but yeah i would say um a lot of people actually start with mass effect armor just because there are tons of resources and i would totally encourage if anybody wants to get into foam building or armor building, start with Mass Effect for sure. Like you will learn to get good at get good <laughs> at almost every single piece. Like there's there's a lot of resources and the Mass Effect costuming community is amazing. Like I, I built my, the Mass Effect Andromeda armor this year, even though the Andromeda game was kind of, yeah. you know, not the greatest thing ever. Just because the community is so amazing. The the um, N7 Elite is who I hang out with and have actually gotten to know some people there and I'm now like for friendships. Um, and I will forever, you know, love Mass Effect costuming just because of those people. So if you want to get into costuming, start with Mass Effect for sure. It's an amazing franchise, maybe the greatest trilogy of all time. And there are so many people that will help you and so many great resources. I am I am amazingly glad that you said that because one uh, one costume that I I had to put down specifically because I really just didn't have the skills and it, you know it, it's this multi-headed <laughs> organism that I eventually I will tackle, but it is from Mass Effect and. It's, you know, as much as everyone usually does like a, oh, well, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to do some form of shepherd. I instantly wanted to do Thane Krios. And that voice, those weird sideways lizard eyes, those abs. 
Yeah. <laughs> it, it was something where the first time I said that I was like, the moment I realized I wanted to do Thane Creos, I was going through another playthrough of uh, of Mass Effect 2. And I'm like, oh my God, I love this. And he did like, he did a uh, like his drop down from, from one of the vents. And all of a sudden my wife turns to me and goes like, okay, can't you do that in real life? Like just, you know, just, just from gymnastics. I'm like, Oh my God, I can. Oh my God. I could do this character. <laughs> you know? And oh, it, it like, I started getting fabrics and doing everything and I am God awful at sewing. So eventually I hopefully will get to it, but that's the only one that I really want to do. <laughs> oh my God. And that one, I don't ever think I've actually seen a good thing. Like, I'm sorry to poo-poo on your parade, but oh my God, that would be so hard. It would be amazing. You'd probably have to like latex mold the mask. You'd have to get those scleral lenses that are just like really intimidating. And then he's, he's got this sort of like body tight costume, but there's also like a boob window that you'd have to work around. So you'd probably have to paint yourself green and then like tape it to your body. Girl, that one would be rough. But yep. it would be so cool. It was it was somewhere I I got so wrapped up into it that you know I started I started working with a uh, with a, a makeup designer and we started kind of going over that and we were about to go and build a latex mask that you know that could go simply over my face and whatnot. We even got as far as trying to do some form of voice modulator that would kind of go right on my throat but be hidden there and then kind of come up through some gills. Oh my god, it's I want to do it so bad. Just the time and all the things that go with it <laughs> eventually <laughs> the fact that we could literally jump to another freaking dimension through magic space holes but Thane had to die in mass effect 3 i'm still there oh, oh okay all right now we're about to get into this <laughs> magic 3 he had he basically had the black lung, and they couldn't cl- like couldn't heal it. Like it, it, it hurt me so bad my first playthrough, and I'm like, oh my god, this character that I absolutely love. He's got this really cool backstory as far as like his family, and you know, and how he's this kind of demented soul, but he's still like a really cool assassin, and he has a code. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get into the third one, and it's like I'm sick. I'm like, okay, that's. Well, I mean, he talks about it in the second one, but still, I was like, but he'll be okay, right? I did all the loyalty missions. He'll be fine, right? And then you show up at the hospital, and he's like, you want to bang one more time in the closet? And I'm like, yeah. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, but still. I also have the, I've got the horrible, the horrible, like, where I need to do the spotless uh, Paragon mission, you know, like the, that yep. thing. So, like, when it comes but you, to like, but you punch the reporter, right? You always punch the reporter. No, don't tell me that you don't. No, I don't. You don't. I don't. I I've got patience. I've got ridiculous okay. patience. No, no, no. You always have to punch the reporter, and um, I think it's actually maybe it's Thane. No, it's not Thane's loyalty mission. I think it's the mission where you're trying to meet Thane the first time. I think I've played too much Mass Effect, but Mass Effect Two. That's not a thing. Um, you're trying to meet Thane for the first time, and there's a place where one of the mercenaries turns around and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And you have the option to renegade interrupt. And if you do, Shepard like does this super cool drop kick and just drops him like 40 stories out of a window, and he just like cartoon falls like, 
and everybody looks at you like you're a sociopath, you have to do that every time because it's amazing. I, That's the only one. That's I did that the first time just because I had a feeling. I'm like, we're sneaking up onto this. Oh, this is going to be good. Let me go do yeah. it. Every playthrough since then, I'm like, you get to live. You get to live. <laughs> and, and no, it's, no, it's, no. I know. I know. Well, it's, it's so easy to just turn that wheel all the way blue. Like, you know, you can have a few renegade interruptions in there and it's not really that big of a deal. But like, yeah, no, I feel you. I always try to do the evil playthrough. Like, I know they call it renegade. It's not supposed to be evil, but there are certain things like, oh, you know, you want to not hear the genophage. I'm like, girl, I'm never going to do that. Are you kidding me? Like, never. So there's just like, I never end up being able to play a renegade playthrough i can't do it it always ends up being like pure paragon except punching the reporter and dropping right. that guy See, it, it, it's it like i said it's the little moments that you absolutely love like I, was it morden and uh, you know like the little song that he, that he i have a singing. very model of a scientist <laughs> oh my god i i i i love you andy right now oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear to god that that the first time the first time i heard that i lost my mind and thank god i didn't even know my wife at that point because i started spewing that out for like the next three weeks and thank god that i forgot it because i think <laughs> been the like the breaking point of what my wife would have to go and deal with because she she also met me the the third time I played through, and at, Legion's death messes me up every time. I, oh, can't, I yeah. cannot get to that last mission without crying. I'm sorry. What consent you need to say? Oh, uh, so are you talking about like if you choose the destroy ending and then all the electronics and stuff get killed, or are you talking about like because he can die in a few places? No, I, I'm talking about going into. The Quarian? I'm talking about going into the third Mass Effect where you're actually in the the like the 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 hive mind of the Geth, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh well if you actually like in, like if you let him meld with all the Geth, he stops being individual like he dies, but then the Geth can now be like an individual species and whatnot, rather than just this whole hive mind. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't, I don't consider that as, like, Legion's death, you know? Like, I almost feel like Legion became complete because of that. But, I mean, there are, like, I accidentally, my very first playthrough, like, I didn't use any guides or anything and um, ended up in a position where I had to either kill Tali or kill Legion, I think. And I was like, my space life and my space toaster? I can't. I, I, I will. Oh, yeah. This is not any sort of brag. I have never gone through. A, I've never gone through any of them, well, except for the first one where you have to pick between uh, the. It's like the two crew members, but like uh, Mass Effect Two and Mass Effect Three. I have never lost anyone going through those missions that wasn't like story based. This person has to die at this point. So like Mass Effect Two, I didn't lose anybody. I didn't know that you could lose people at all during that mission until like friends of mine would be like, "Oh my god, I lost you know, I lost Jack in the last mission." I'm like, "How'd you lose Jack?" Alright, that's fine. All right, I guess you're just better at video games than the rest of us. That's cool. Oh, what can I say? What can I say? Oh, yeah. No, my only like I ended up playing through the second one. I think the second time without because I really like to not spoil it for myself if I don't have to. Like I'll make a hard save right before that and be like, if I screw it up too much, I can always come back. But yeah, through the second time, I saved everyone and I thought I did it perfectly. 
And then everybody's mad at me at the beginning of the third one. And I realized it's because if you don't immediately after your crew gets captured, Mass Effect 2, mm-hmm. I think, go and save them. Like if you go do other missions first, then like all the, you know, background characters die. And I just thought that was part of the story. But then I loaded up the third one and everybody's like, really? I don't know. So yeah, I, I I think eventually through my third playthrough I did it all properly. But yeah, if you like trigger too far in the story and then don't immediately go to the final mission, then um like the ship's doctor dies and like some of the pilots, some of the like B list characters, and I just thought that was part of the story. And my squad survived, so I thought I did it perfectly, but no. I'm apparently a monster for not being perfect. I now need to through because I didn't know that that wasn't a thing because I, I always get to that point and like, yeah, everyone dies except for my main crew. So I'm, I just thought that was part of the story. Yeah. No, it's, if you don't go, like if you play to the mission where like you play as, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh Seth MacFarlane. You're talking to Is that his face? Redhead. Um, uh, not, oh, shoot, names. Uh, yeah, Joker. Uh, right? Joker, yeah, whatever his name is. Uh, Brittle Bones, McJack, yeah. All right, that guy. <laughs> if, uh, uh, Evie's boyfriend. If you, mm. when he plays him, um, and you're, like, running through the jacks trying to not got, get got by the collectors and stuff, if you immediately fly to the final mission from that point, you can save your crew. So basically do all of your loyalty missions and everything immediately and try not to trigger the main story as long as possible. And no, I didn't, I didn't know that. I was like, Oh, well I just, I go and I do all my loyalty missions before I go do the final. And um, no, you can, you apparently can save everyone if you prepare yourself beforehand, but you trigger it like really early if you're not careful. So that's what it happened is I, I would always trigger it like a third of the way through the game and think like that was just normal. But then you had to go do all the loyalty missions. I, I well, the great news is now I get to go and go through a yet another playthrough of the Mass Effect yeah. series because yeah. yeah, I think it took me like four to realize that you could do that. Yeah, I, I see. I, I'm the horrible gamer that if there is the option of a side mission i like i dear god skyrim almost ended my marriage specifically because i'm like there's another side oh, mission yeah. i gotta go and do it they oh, just yeah. don't end so. oh yeah i'm thinking november i'm gonna have to do a skyrim costume because i've probably put more hours into that game than anything almost anything else combined like i have level 100 probably you know five or six characters like Yo. i own it on so many platforms that's ridiculous that came to me oh okay well going f- going from going from mass effect into skyrim god i love gaming talk <laughs> <laughs> so this is the mass effect podcast <laughs> i forgot if you want to start a mass effect podcast let's do this <laughs> I would be so down. All I'm going to talk about is Garrus and his eyes and his voice and his mandibles. And oh, his beautiful, beautiful see, it, you know what? You you can you can have Garrus because Tali, my girl, oh my girl, Tali. <laughs> but constantly has a cold. Tali can't even take her helmet off. Tali, it's okay. I, I, ca- I caused that. I caused that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I actually I like Tully a lot. She's she's my friend. But um, I no, I don't know. I never well because I always play as Femshep too. So I guess I've never had the romance option. But yeah, her I don't I don't know. I really like Tully. There's nothing wrong with her. But I like love other characters first. Um, the only character I don't like is like Miranda. I, I meh. She's just meh. 
service trailer. Yeah, and that was like my first playthrough. I'll admit, I turned into a little man whore because it was like, okay, well, I don't have to just have one. I can go through the ship. All right, I'm going to do that, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I definitely, the first few playthroughs, was like, no, I gotta be a good shepherd. I can't cheat on my man. And then later I was like, make out with everybody! <laughs> that Asari? Let's bang that Asari! Like, every single time. But yeah, I didn't want to get in trouble. See, it, that, like I said, that's what it always was for me, where I'm like, okay, well, Tali, she's my main Miranda. It's, uh, if it's there, and then you look at Jack and you go like... I just want to experience this, so let's let, let's try that. You're gonna I you're gonna hurt me. <laughs> I wish that Femshep could have romanced Jack, like actually, because she even talks about in some of her intro cutscenes being like, Bye. you know, working it both ways. Yeah, and then they didn't include that as her character, and I was oh. disappointed. But you know, whatever. Garrus uh, and his uh, he can calibrate me all night if you know what I mean. <laughs> See, see, the, these are the hidden gems that I never got to experience <laughs> as male Shep. I might need to go back in this game for. So. Oh my! You should play Femme Shep um, just to do the Citadel DLC if you romance Garrus, because at least just go watch it on YouTube. I think it's the Citadel DLC where Femme Shep wears this like black like leather dress thing, and there's this like tango dance scene if you romance Garrus that you do with him, and it's. It's good. Like, just look that scene up. That's probably my favorite part of the all of the games okay. total. Some parts combined. I could just play that game forever. Now, please tell me that Fem Shep's dancing animation is a whole lot better than better than. No, uh, than, it's the same thing. No. More boobies. It is the best. One of my favorite it's, videos I think I ever have, and I've never posted it because it's like really low res and crappy. But it's just me and like the N7 Elite just doing the Shepherd Shuffle. Just like all of us, like 10 people all dressed the same is great. I swear to God, nothing, nothing hurt me more than sitting there going like, okay, I'm like, I'm a black guy and whatnot. And then getting to like those dance clubs and be like, I can dance better than this. That's not just, uh. you know what? No, I totally loved it. If you're looking for like to project yourself onto the character, it might be grading. But if you're looking at Shepard like as an individual with their own ambitions or whatever, not just like a Mary Sue, Shepard is good at everything. Shepard's the best sniper, the best at biotics, the best assassin, the best at punching reporters in the face. It's refreshing to see Shepard just suck at something that a lot of people can do normally. Like, I kind of like that. That's a soft spot for me. But can't you see male Shep doing the Harlem shuffle? I know you can. I know you can. <laughs> also, have you tried to dance in a full thing of armor? Mine was made out of foam, and it still was really difficult. Oh. So, you know, maybe if you just wore normal clothes once in a while, you weirdo. It's... You know what? That that's my next. That's gonna be my next thing because, you know, right now I'm in the middle of a Halo Spartan build, and people have already told me that I need to dance because that's a thing at every con I go to. So yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's always like four or five dancing Halo dudes. Like they'll get in the conga line. I don't know. I don't know enough about Halo to know what that is all about, but it seems fun. It's it. It's a fun community. We're just all half crazy, but no, it's at like local cons. Usually, you can always figure out you can always figure out where I am because you'll hear the screaming and a cloud dust going to go and meet some other cosplayer or something like that. Or you just ask like, "Where's the short black guy that does backflips?" I legitimately will tell you you can find me at cons just by saying that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm the 
opposite. I am the short white girl that can barely move because I've packed myself into a bunch of mechanical rigs and foam. See, see, look, you know what? I, I, I we need to go to, we need to do the same con at least once. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I need to travel more for cons. Like I spend so much money on my costumes. It's mostly just time, you know, because if I travel out of out of state, I have to get vacation time. So I mostly there's a lot happening on the East Coast that I tend to stick with. But like, seems like there's some cool stuff happening in other places. I'd like to travel more for cons. It's it's definitely fun because, you know, you like for for us out over here, over in Salt Lake, you know, right now, our cons have been still somewhat new. We've only had them for maybe about the last, like, four or five years, really. But, you know, it, it's something where a lot of people are kind of getting burnt out a little bit of, like, oh, it's the same thing over and over and over again. But then, this last year, I did travel out to a few different cons, and seeing different things go on, I'm like, oh my god, this is something I just need to do. And mm-hmm. it's not nearly as expensive as I thought, you know? So, it, it's just like, oh... I need to go and figure out my schedule because I'm going to different cons. I just have to figure out where and when and how. <laughs> you could come to Dragon Con. There. That one's really big. That's a that's a great one. It's seriously, I have been to a fair amount of cons just kind of from living all over the place, and that's still the best one I've ever been to, hands down. See, I, I we've got uh, a couple over here that uh, Belik cosplay that they go out to Dragon Con all the time, and they've already told me like, "Hey, you need to go." And I know the reason why they want me to go isn't because they want me to see a new con or just they want to see me out over in you know Atlanta. They they always say like, "We drink." A lot. And it's amazing. It's it's an amazing time. And seeing me drunk. They have these buckets that are like $10 and it's literally a bucket full of alcohol. So like, that's what I always do Saturday night, Friday, cool stuff. Saturday morning parade, Saturday night, super drunk Sunday hungover and walking around in a comfy costume. Like, yeah, it's, it's the best. See, that's where you bring out the Skyrim cosplay. All right. I, I will sit there and be the red guard screaming at the top of my lungs trying to find, where are the nerds? <laughs> <laughs> Skyrim belongs to the nerds. Yeah, that's going to be me. Just, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know. I, I found that getting drunk in a hot costume is kind of dangerous. <laughs> so usually I'll get up in the morning because I usually do the parade Saturday morning. Like I've now gotten in the habit of doing that. Um, and so like I usually want to get out of costume after like 12 hours yep. in costume. And then I just put on normal clothes and I blend back into society yeah. and get drunk. See, see that that's I haven't figured out the post con like, oh, I'm going to get a drink after the con. I have the horrible mind where. All I look at is I look at my prop and go, how can I put alcohol in this prop? Oh, yeah. So, and you yeah. Can just walk around. I mean, it's not like most cons. Like all this anime-based cons, I think, too, tend to skew younger. But Dragon Con definitely skews older. And I think it's because it tends to be more about like sci-fi and cosplay and appearances. It's definitely mm-hmm. the cosplay con and it's definitely the party con. There is alcohol everywhere for sale walking around. I used to hide it. I do not hide it anymore. I just literally was walking around with like a handle last year and nobody cared. Oh. So like you don't even have to worry about it. Uh, you're you're talking <laughs> me into Dragon Con more and more and do it. Do it. Oh. I also live like 10 minutes away from Dragon Con so it's really easy to I got a hotel last year just because I had like four huge bins of props and costumes so I probably will do that this year but it's it's real nice to be like I'm drunk Uber's nine dollars let's right. go oh, see see that, that that's okay as a former Uber driver I can't 
I can't do that to another person of putting me drunk in a in a vehicle of like, how are you? You know, so I, I Oh, they are so used to it. Like there's literally a line of like forty Ubers because it's all within these like three or four hotels really close to each other and they are there for that. Like they're like I've met some of the coolest. I'm actually kind of friends with some people now that I met that drove Uber for me on Dragon Con. I met this super cool German guy that like picked me up four times over the weekend. And he was like, Andy, welcome back to my car. You are dressed very nice. Like, I don't know. They, they know what they're in for. You're not going to shock anybody if they pick you up from the Dragon Con like hotel in a full costume. Yes. See, see that, that <laughs> like I said, that, that may have, that may actually have to happen. Now, I will say that if I do try to, if I do do that, odds are even, I oh got bringing it back over to Skyrim, I will probably have to finish my Nightingale cosplay. Cause <gasps> oh is, yeah, that, that, see, that's the one that I, oh, oh. oh my God, finish your Nightingale costume, then come hang out with me. And I um, am planning on doing Daedric armor. And I would really like to 3D print um, some pieces like along the chest in clear filament and then put LED lights behind them so it could flicker. That's ideally. I don't know if I can figure all that out, but I, either way, Daedric armor is going to happen. I, I will, okay, so I've said it on, on the podcast maybe once or twice. I have built a full round of Daedric armor. <laughs> it is... It's well, like, uh, so my main crafting method is usually Pepakura, so mine was heavy. Um, Ooh, so, did you like Bondo the paper and everything too? Like, it was um, fiberglass? It was completely fiberglass. I'd, I'd see it, it was also when I was doing commissions, so I did it for someone else, but it was gotcha. it was a beast of a thing, you know. I think the entire costume itself weighed maybe somewhere right around 60 pounds. Okay, that's more than half you know. of me, so I am not going to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it, like it, it it had leds you know it, it load up it lit up just fine it was something okay, where, if you have pictures send me some pictures because i would love to see that i will have to see that was maybe like four or five years ago i'll see if i can find some and if i can i will post them i am horrible when it comes to pictures yes but uh but yeah, yeah if i think i still might have some of those files I might have the foam files now that I think about it. So if you need them, let me know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of why I was thinking about doing that armor specifically is there um, I learned how to rip files from video games. Like like I can take the Skyrim files from my computer and be able to take it. And I think people have probably already done that with every single item from Skyrim into Pepakura. Um, and I've seen a few people that have actually used Pepakura files as their basis when building mm-hmm. foam. So I might try to do something similar to that. Um, I would like to maybe build the whole thing out like in paper, then translate it to foam, maybe like um, sort of simplify some of the vertices because, you know, when it's in foam, you can build more of a curve than you could when you're doing it in fiberglass. And um, then, yeah, maybe just 3D print some details. Um, And that's kind of what I'm thinking I would I would like to do. I want to get more like meticulous and shit. But uh, yeah. That's that's kind of the big one. I don't know. I only have two really planned this year, and they're both big. I usually throw in some smaller ones too for like smaller anime cons, and just to have something comfy to wear on days when I don't want to log around eighty pounds of armor. But those are what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's I I I'm in the middle of. Let's see, I've got two main builds that I'm doing. I've got a semi-secret build that I hinted at a little bit ago, but no one caught it. <laughs> but then uh, I, I've got the horrible thing where like I, I will start a new build halfway through and be like, oh crap, 
now I need to go and do another one at the same time, you know? So I, yeah. I can do my, I, I can take on one more, maybe. Ugh. Yeah. Come on. Gen Con, um, you have until like, what is it? Labor Day Memorial Day, that weekend right before September. You got like almost a year. You can do this. I believe in you. That'll be interesting because that's also coming back from when we're going to, I've got a group that we're going out to a con out over in, uh, in Texas. So Crap, I might have to just take uh, of August off. What? What's the one in Texas? Is that Acon? Is that weekend? Uh, no, so we're we're going out for um, RTX. So, uh, it's a- oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's why I have never been. I was like, I know there's a big one in Texas I've never been to because it's right by yeah. Acon. I've never been to RTX and I've never been to PAX. And a lot of that is just because of schedules. Right, yeah. See, uh, RTX, this will be my first time going to RTX. But like I, I'm really looking forward to that one, which is why like I'm trying to get the get the Spartan done. But then I see my horrible my horrible curse is the fact that I am the black guy locally that cosplays. So every time someone says like, "Hey, we're gonna do a group," do they have a black guy? Yeah, all right. I, I guess I'm part of that one. You know, or just people ask me like, "Hey, you want to be our group? You got a black guy that you need to fill, huh?" Yep. All right. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I live in Atlanta, so I can't sympathize with that. Like, it is just a sea of beautiful faces, and most of them. Right. But, uh, but yeah. I mean, it also, just do what you want, dude. Like, it doesn't matter. Be the best Naruto. Be the best black Naruto you can be. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh God. What? <laughs> You're saying things that hit me in the feels. <laughs> For some reason, that's the one that like every little little boy always starts with is Naruto, and they're so cute. Even now, like seeing a little ten year old running around as Naruto, I'm like, oh, your taste is garbage, but you're so cute. I I was very tempted to go slightly the other way, where I was thinking about doing Rock Lee because that's my boy. So. I, yeah, I got I gotta stop for Rackley. I hate that show, like Rackley. <laughs> well, I, I figured since since we're already kind of in the anime realm and whatnot, and you did do uh, a, a cosplay from Durarara, which. Yeah. Again, motorcycles. I am super into motorcycles. So, and I still haven't done, I um, found somebody that had a black motorcycle really similarly, but it's been cold and I've been lazy and I need to get a shoot with that motorcycle. But yeah. Even though I'm not a huge anime person, there's a few animes I like and basically anything with a badass chick on a motorcycle, I'm jello over. There, there you go. Which even getting into the, into the motorcycle talk, do you have yours? Do I have your my... own motorcycle? Oh, oh, my child. All right. Um, I think right now I have, well, running, I've only got like four. Total, there's maybe like 16 in my house. And I'm not sure, they're not all mine. Um, so my, I, I live with my boyfriend. We've been dating for like 10 years and I helped him open a moped and motorcycle business. So if you need um, moped or scooter or motorcycle parts, dosecycles.com and built yes. that shit. But yeah, so we're, we're really into bikes. So that's actually kind of where this hobby comes from is I was like, well, you know, during the day I work at an ad agency. I do a ton of sketching. I work on motorcycles in my free time. Like what's a hobby that I can choose just for fun? Like I used to draw, but now that I do that at work every day, that doesn't really, that's not relaxing. I think that's kind of why I got into cosplay is it's like, Hey, I've got all these mechanical skills and all these digital skills let's do something totally fun that just i can do that, that like i don't have a rad. boss that is absolutely rad which uh, okay uh, so i 
I have a love of motorcycles. Something fierce used to have. God, let's see what motorcycles that I used to have. I had the. I had my Honda Rebel. I had my Shadow. Oh, nice! That was my very first bike. Was a Honda oh, Rebel. That's so it cute. was. It, it was a nice thing to kind of learn on, but it mm-hmm. it, it it was. Mm, it was a temperamental bike. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, we kind of struggled from that one. But then I wound up riding, uh, I started riding Buell, like Buell Blast, and then uh, the Buell Ulysses, my favorite bike by far, the Buell Ulysses. So, oh my God, I, I, I don't have my motorcycles anymore because my wife kind of made me give them up. But, oh no. <laughs> it, it's, oh, geez. But we have our, I, so I bought this house with a thousand square foot basement thinking like, oh, we can store stuff in here. And now it's entirely motorcycles, <laughs> like entirely just between me and, and Blake, there's so many motorcycles. It's ridiculous. So we actually, he just bought a, a warehouse space to store more motorcycles and more parts into. So hopefully some of that stuff can get out of here, but it's just like half the house is costumes and dress forms. And the other half of the house is cylinders and <laughs> pipes and sprockets that, that is quite literally my dream right there can, y'all need to adopt can y'all adopt me please <laughs> <laughs> do you like dog hair because we got a lot of it i'm totally fine with dog hairs <laughs> okay, cool. oh my god that's right see i i love hearing you know things like that where you take you know you take an interest and a love that you already have and you blend it in with with another thing like i said you know like you know bringing that love of motorcycles into your cosplay that's something where like you have that special skill you know so rather than just being oh it's another you know it's another really hot girl over on a motorcycle at least yours is like well i already love motorcycles before this one just happens to be cosplay related now you know so i freaking love that yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so I, I, I feel like that's why I'm always drawn to characters that have motorcycles. Like, I've always really wanted to do, um, ah, shoot, what is it, Haruka? Haruka, I think, from SLCL. Um, and they're talking about doing a season yes. two. I have almost her exact bike. Um, so I have almost her exact bike. Um, it's a it's made by Vespa, and it's a little bit different in, like, an orange color. But then I also have... Um, a Velifax, which is another brand by Vespa that is the exact right yellow. I would maybe just like put some stickers on it or whatever to kind of match her old school Vespa a little bit more. Old school Vespa is really not that great, actually. Um, the body shape is really popular. So they're like the exact same engine, the exact same parts. It's just 10 times more expensive. So I've never owned a real one. But um, yeah, I was thinking about maybe next year for the parade, I could bring my yellow bike and do that. But that's another one that I think would get like zero recognition because that show is now, you know, over a decade old. Oh, but you know, it, it might not get the, you know, the out in the limelight. Well, no, honestly, it it honestly would because, you know, lo- like long school anime fans would, would probably recognize it. I know I definitely would. And it's something where especially bringing something like the Vespa with it would definitely help. I, I encourage that one you know because it's god done right it could be freaking amazing 
I mean, it would be super easy. I have a million helmets. I actually have like a silver, um, like half circle helmet that I could just paint a black stripe on if I wanted to. The jacket is a pretty much straight line. It's just like some white go-go boots and some black leggings. Like that would be a really easy, comfy costume to wear. But you know, I don't know. Maybe for like Dragon Con next year, I could do that for the parade in the morning and then put on my big ass armor in the afternoon after some rest. But uh, I don't know. I usually like to do a couple smaller ones near the end of the year after I've worked on my big builds. So maybe I'll keep that in my back pocket if you think it would be yes. a good one. Yeah. I, I think it will. You may every now and then get like a, a a suggestion photo of like another badass chick over on a motorcycle. You might want to do this one. Like I, I'll, <laughs> I'll just start sending you like anime lists of like maybe this one, maybe this That's one. <laughs> super cool with me. Well, because there was a newer one. I can't remember what the name of it was. It's something like new moe cutesy anime where it was just like chicks on motorcycles and that was literally the whole premise it was just like here's some schoolgirls and they're on motorcycles and i normally am not all about that school or anime at all but i totally devoured that that stuff just because i <laughs> love seeing motorcycles and, and stuff so much there you go. it's like this anime normally wouldn't be for me but bikes and yes that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's called there it's you a go. literally typed cute girl anime motorcycle and a bunch of them popped up <laughs> it was so cool there was this character that only wears a helmet with like a giant pink bow on it so she's like in school in her schoolgirl uniform with this like giant bubble like full face helmet with this big old pink bow and that's just it you never see her face and i was like that's so damn cool that is see I- i'm telling you right now if that goes on I would happily join that group. I don't even need to gender bend anything. I'll just, I'll straight up dress up in whatever little like cutesy anime girl thing to just be part of a a motorcycle group. Cause yes, just all of the yes. Awesome. I don't know. I, I, uh, you can be the, the cutesy one with the full face helmet. If I can be the girl that wears the full motorcycle race suit 24 seven and not even a school uniform. That's my favorite. And I actually have a motorcycle race suit, like really similar to that but it's a real one. So it's not form fitting. It's mostly just a bunch of like armor and plastic. It's not really as cute as it is in the anime, but you know, it's just cool seeing motorcycle stuff. I'm just super into it. Yes. I, I'm, I'm amazingly. Yes. I will just say yes. Odds are I could probably, I think I've got about three or four leftover motorcycle jackets. I'll, I'll look into it. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> God, if you need motorcycle jackets, I have motorcycle jackets. I have an entire closet that is literally just motorcycle jackets, and the left half are ones that I've wrecked in and are kind of messed up, and the right half are ones that are. Oh, uh, see, see, you you are speaking language because all I own, as far as jackets, if it's not a suit jacket or a hoodie, it's a motorcycle jacket. Mm-hmm. And the amount of times like you don't have your motorcycle anymore, don't care, love the jacket, it's nice. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean they're really nice jackets, and you know, just in case you fall down, your elbows will be protected. Right. Oh, God, I uh, I can't. Once again, we might have to send another podcast. All, of that. <laughs> all right, Mass Effect and Motorcycles podcast. That's Let's honestly a perfect name, Mass Effect and Motorcycles. <laughs> it's great. Alliteration. Um, yeah, like I wore my motorcycle jacket to work today, just like as my jacket. And my like didn't really think anything of it. And then I hang my jacket on the back of my work chair and realize it's the one that I wrecked in, not the one that's still nice, because they're just both black jackets. So it's got oh. these like big burns and scratches on the back of it. And I was like, oh, whoops, I probably look like a serial killer. <laughs> 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 I 
should walk around like this. Look, as long as you don't have the long gouge marks that like right around the neck where like if you happen to go get scraped up right behind like the helmet and all of a sudden you bled a little bit because that's what I have on one of my white ones where like I still have oh, it. No, I love it. Never buy a white it's, motorcycle jacket. I went through a really stupid like it, okay, I'll, I'll admit, I got way too infatuated with things like Cisco, you know, like R&B and whatnot. So oh, I was like, I need, okay, I need I to have you. this like R&B type motorcycle and whatnot. So I did this full getup. It was all white. Oh, yeah. Again, It was bad, but now <laughs> it's got like this long, huge blood mark down the back where like, I want to wear it. it. It actually looks like a really good jacket, but I swear to God, it looks like I... I've either been stabbed or I was just really crap at killing someone, you know, because it's all right around the back. So, oh. Back to the cosplay skills, you know, there's leather dye now that actually works pretty well. You could dye it like brown and then you wouldn't be able to see the leather stains or the blood stains. That never occurred to me! <laughs> I had to help a friend dye, um, like a jacket that wasn't, like, they ordered a, a jacket that they thought was gonna be brown and it came out like tan, so we dyed it and it was perfect. Oh my god. The, the things I'm learning! <laughs> I freaking love it! Well, uh, you, know, you want high blood stains? You want to build a motorcycle? Andy's gonna help see, you out. See, this is why people need to go out, you know, go and, and search for you, you know, because the cosplay, yeah, that, that that's definitely something that's, it's good to know and it's good to see, but then there's these life skills that you have that, yeah. oh, they're valuable. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna help you hide a body unless you ask me really nicely, but you have some skills. But what if I happen to go and have like a Ducati that I just have sitting right around... Uh, would you help me? Would you help me hide the body then? I no, because Ducatis are really hard to work on, and I don't like them. So you're on your own. Same. Okay. Good. I I, <laughs> I can deal with you now. I I, okay. I can deal with you now. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Well, I definitely would. I I want to go and at least go and you know get one other thing before before ending anything, but. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Tangents. No, no. This this podcast <laughs> is built on tangents. This is why I love it. Cool. <laughs> but um cool. but yeah, like one of the one of the things that definitely set you apart, especially recently, and it's one of the things that I absolutely love that happened is the fact that you created your own website. You know. Oh yeah. 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 That is something where I wish more cosplayers would do because as much as it's great to have things on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, having your own landing page is so, so valuable. So, you know, as soon as you put that up, I, oh God, if people could hear the giddiness, I was like, yes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh my God. I, I mean, it. yeah, it's definitely like I built mine just because I like having mine a certain way, but now there's like plenty of tools out there. Squarespace or whatever, man. Like, get you a website, girl. Be profesh. <laughs> right, right. Which, uh, trust me, I'm on that same Squarespace wagon too. So, shout out there. If you okay. if Squarespace I mean, ever oh. get good, learn coding like me. But you know, <sighs> you, know. <laughs> you might you, kidding. I, I, well, no, I, I I might reach out to you later about trying to code crap. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean having a landing page that's completely separate from everything else where you're not, you know, you're not restricted to like, Oh, I can only use this many characters or I'm using a format that is right. only, you know, pictorial. I loved it, but 
one thing that definitely sets yours apart than you know than some of the other ones that I have seen is the fact that you do very well in describing like materials used, and that is something where. I, I'm a big nut on like work in progress things. I hate just seeing like, oh, this is the finished, you know, edited photograph, you know, photographic picture. But like when I know like, oh my God, you use this and that and that and that and that and then you do it this way. I lost it. And seeing that you do that on your website, like I said, just it it really sets you apart, you know, so oh, cool. much. So, you know, like yeah, it's a, it was what what was the the kind of like decision as far as like I'm going to build a website, you know? Um, mostly I just wanted to get better at website building. Um, I I went I worked in an ad agency and I went from an ad agency that was mostly print to an ad agency that was um more digital and um. So just like as I was working at that agency more, I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm learning how to do this, this and that. And, you know, wouldn't it be cool to take all these skills and do this thing? I don't know. Maybe I just like don't have a life and just like learning how to do stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I don't know. But it was just I just I feel I think that's why cosplay works for me is I there's so many skills that you can utilize. And I feel a lot of, you know, maybe self-congratulatory pride when I am able to make something work. So I was just I was just I don't know, man. It's, cool. <laughs> it, like I said, it is fantastic because, you know, like I was saying, you know, the way that you have it done where, you know, you can, you can look through, you know, the, like you've got the pictures kind of splayed right over there, but then as soon as you click them, boom, you know, then you get, you know, a little bit more of, you know, the, you know, the process in what you did, you know, who, who did your photography? It's, it's, it's so it really helps to go and kind of like get to know you. And it, like I said, it's something where I wish more cosplayers would do something like that because, you know, sometimes I trying to go through someone's Instagram feed and find one costume is super cool. But then like, if they have their own page, it's like, Oh, I want to go and see that. Oh, cool. You know? And it, I don't know. It, it's, I freaking love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, good. That's good to know. Cause I do want to, um, it's kind of one of my yearly goals. And this year um, I want to get better at, you know, some of the stuff we talked about, like 3D printing or whatever. But um, I also want to get better at kind of uh, my process and actually, you know, taking pictures of that and categorizing that. Um, I was thinking about starting a Patreon and then maybe that would motivate me more to, because I have like all these models I make and all these sketches I do, and maybe I could like release those to certain patrons or whatever. And that would also probably get me better at, you know, really tracking my progress and showing you know, what I'm actually dealing with. Cause I can get really bad, especially during a con crunch where I just am like, Oh, no pictures. Like I just need to get it done, you know? So I want to get better at tracking my progress and showing, you know, what really goes into it. Cause I just think that's really cool. That's what I like to see too. Yeah. You know, and like I say, it's, it's being able to go and know that you, that you're the one that put in the work, you know, it, it, that's, that honestly is something where I think that's some of the most important there. So when people start doing things that are a little bit extra around it, not only are, is it more, is, is it more like enlightening as far as like, Oh, you know, I can see the talent that you have as a cosplayer, but seeing the talent that you have as, as an individual, you know, that's something where I, it's very key, and especially in something like this, whether you're planning on being a professional cosplayer or not, it's still something where having having some sort of representation of the chronological work that you did, or at least the you know the portfolio that you have, is is honestly something that more people should look into and should do. So I, I, I you know, I'm I'm definitely glad that you that you 
picked up that kind of challenge because you know it really sets you apart in this endeavor as well. I I can't say enough things about it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, thanks. Uh, at least I will have one fan at least going forward. But oh, yeah. yes, you do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think that too. Like you don't realize when you just see the finished product, the amount of work that goes into it, especially when things look so polished on social media. And I really love seeing what goes behind it and like all the skills that you might not realize or utilize when you've just seen the finished project. Like um, I had, um, I don't know, this was like super like local thing. I think it got all of like 200 views, but one of the like local Atlanta channel 26 things was doing a story on cosplay for Dragon Con. And they came over here to my office and they like filmed me and they saw some stuff. And like all the guys that came over just kept saying, I had no idea. Like there was this much stuff. I had no idea. I had no idea. Cause I was showing them all the materials. I'm like telling them how much it costs and how much time I was spending. And they were like, blown away because you know that wasn't their background so i think that's just like that's cool even if you don't do cosplay but you're interested in it i think anybody is going to find that process really fascinating and i know i especially do since i'm interested in making it like i love seeing what other people come up with to how they get their their process complete uh, that, that i that is that like i say it, i'm definitely glad that especially out over there that more people have started seeing the the creativity the ingenuity and everything that goes into cosplay because you know i i've said it maybe a few times i cosplay is 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 probably about to hit this kind of surge where it's gonna get you know it's definitely mainstream but it's still not necessarily credited as you know this this great kind of art form that it is and i really think that we are kind of at a bubbling point where that's probably about to start happening where you're gonna see a lot more you know a lot more cosplay just out in regular media so i i'm at least glad that like a news organization out there took the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's it's a big part of Atlanta. They shut the whole city down for the parade and everything. Um, I also auditioned for a Zaxi's commercial in cosplay. That was cool. Like, I just, I had a friend that's an actor and he was like, hey, like, I need a partner to go audition for this thing. Do you want to? And I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's be a commercial in cosplay. And we didn't get the part or anything, mostly because all I had were costumes that were really recognizable as, you know, like trademark copyrighted characters. So there wasn't a lot I could do. But yeah, just like, how crazy is that? They were going to do a Zaxi's commercial with cosplayers and that got produced and that's a thing. Like, it's a thing now. It's mainstream. How cool is that? It. I love it. So yeah, it's, it makes me super, super excited for the future. <laughs> Well, well, this has actually been like super awesome. I I've enjoyed so much of this. I I definitely <laughs> probably going to be hitting you back up quite a few times about different things. Totally, yeah. No, I again, I will talk about myself for as long yes. as you need to. Awesome. <laughs> no, like, how how can people see everything that you do? Um, I am mostly on Instagram. I have a Facebook, but I'm really terrible about keeping up with it. So find me on Instagram at Danger Cosplay. And like we discussed earlier, I did just launch my website, um, DangerCosplay.com. And uh, just, you know, reach out. Obviously, I'm easy to get a hold of if this random dude could get me on a podcast. Yep, yep. <laughs> He's not afraid of short black people. So yes. <laughs> 
I live in Atlanta. I am surrounded by him outnumbered. Well, I guess this this has been (laughs) awesome. You know, we'll we'll definitely try to go and get this going in you know in the future. So yeah, I oh my god, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It was a ton of fun. So I love podcasts. I love cosplay. It was a good time. Yay! There we go. And, And next time, maybe we'll have to possibly see what we can do as far as Mass Effect and motorcycles. So totally Mass Effect and motorcycles. Copyright trademark TM. There we go. Well, until next time, people, I will talk to you all later. Bye.